Enough is enough! I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane! And I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. It's fake, phony, fake. Fake, fake, fake. Everything is fake. You are listening to It's All Fake. Diary of a Mad Brown Guy. I am your host, VJ Peary. And let's open up the diary book here. So I can tell it's uh, time for another uh, diary entry, another episode. I can always tell because I start to get uh, more more Tourette's in my speech pattern or lack of speech pattern <laughs> nowadays. <clears throat> but once the Tourette starts kicking in and you start saying crazy stuff for no reason, you can't even help it. It's time to record a podcast. So, man... What's been going on here? My wife, she's been uh, she's been watching this uh, TV show on An- uh, Amazon, binge watching it, and I just uh, it, I don't care. It's it's just it's super interesting the 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 concept model of uh, not Amazon. Yeah, it is on Amazon. Amazon Prime. <clears throat> it matters because Amazon, Netflix, all these major major new sources of uh of of streaming and and really that's that's all all of our entertainment is coming from nowadays cuz nobody watches tv anymore and nobody watches uh movies anymore really that aren't on uh, Netflix and Amazon and stuff and that's fine but this new tv show that she's been binge watching is um is called younger and uh, the, the, high, the whole, the, the plot of it is that, uh, from what I can pick up, <laughs> is, is that there is this 40-year-old uh, divorcee, she's just going through a divorce, and uh, getting um, back into the workforce, but she's realizing to get back into the workforce, uh, she has to take on a different role, she can't be 40 in today's culture of social media and things, so... She takes on a role as being a t- mid-20-year-old. <laughs> and she does it pretty good, I think. This, the actress is actually really good. Like She can, she looks 40, or she looks rel- much younger than that. I wouldn't say mid-20s, but at least like 30, I would say. And, um, and, um, and so she takes on this other role, e- e- immediately finds a, a new young boyfriend from being in the scene. And she starts having all this amazing sex with this young, uh, younger guy, and she has a new role in in the in the female workplace, um, and uh, you know she's working amongst other mid twenty year olds, and you get to see how um, the whole concept of social media and the whole uh, living living your life through through AI essentially and relationships, <clears throat> how your how the relationships can really change. Um, Especially from an age differential from from the year forty to you know to a mid twenty six year old twenty five year old, so the behavior patterns are very very different. Clearly, I mean they would have been anyways, but here in this specific TV show, and you'll see this throughout, you'll see this throughout uh, um, uh, Netflix or Amazon or whatever the fuck that you're watching, is if it's mainstream and it's and it's the big budget, uh, that's where the money's being spent. What you're going to see more and more and more of is the concept of, of females taking on uh, major business roles, being the major uh, um, uh, the major players of the new the new norm, essentially. 
So <clears throat> men are, you know, kind of being, kind of being uh, pushed down a little bit, and women are trying to be trying to be brought up. That's that's the appearance that they're trying to make it look, and it makes sound, it makes sense, right? Because they've been, e you know, demasculating men in a lot of these uh, newer TV shows, which is it's it's fine. I don't I don't care either way. I'm not for or against. I don't give a fuck. I'm just saying. I can I notice the trends, and then you see that women are being risen into power even sexually you know a lot, a lot of women are, 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 are like on these tv shows and they're just like fucking left and right whoever they want to basically acting like how dudes would have acted you know in in the 80s or the 90s or whatever so there is there's a role reversal happening and it, it, it amazon and netflix and all these they want you to see that they want that ingrained into the females and into the males of of today's youth to these people who are watching this programs like younger because it changes the concept of females uh in the workplace and them giving rise to, to to great powers of business and when that happens um you see how their lives change like they they're like you know fuck having kids that's gonna ruin my amazing career are you fucking crazy you know uh along, along those lines um really putting career path and uh, uh, personal gain over the path of motherhood, <clears throat> and that's what you'll see more and more. It's like e even even comedy movies today. It's like it's you know they they they're basically making fun of parenting and how it's the fucking worst job ever and how it changes your life for the worse. Uh, and there are some tender moments here and there, but really it's all one giant fucking mess. Until you get a tender moment here or there. That's 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 where mainstream movies are pushing things as far as mother motherhood and childbearing and that sort of thing. And in TV shows like Younger, you know, females giving rise to power and uh, and business powers and business decisions. And you see a lot of powerful women in this in the show, and they're sexually powerful. And you know, they're, they're basically all the women currently the 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 model shift. Is, is 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 the role reversal of, of men basically in, in the 1980s are uh, how women are, are are being projected currently now to the mainstream and and that will ingrain in the youth of today's females and, and males and then they will uh, uh, follow in the same footsteps it's, it's a pre-programming thing and it needs to happen because Amazon Netflix they're all in kind of cahoots with the 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 deep state essentially they are deep, deep state owned you got the Bezoses and you've got the you know, the Musk, whoever whoever the fuck owns Netflix now but they are bought and sold and they were basically CIA operated operated things these things they're the major funders of how Netflix got so big how did Netflix get so big just like that you know you got to think about it from, from fucking CDs in the mail to, 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 to the juggernaut you see before you today. Yeah, it, doesn't, it takes a lot of capital, and it was happened very suddenly. You know, getting CDs and DVDs in the mail couldn't have been that profitable. In fact, they were on their way out because of that, if you look, if you look into the history a little bit. And just, just like that, magically, they were invested into, and boom, did they ever make it big, right? Yeah, just like that. It's CIA money, essentially. So it, it, CIA has always been behind driving the thoughts of and the shaping the thoughts of our youth and our current outlook and our current model. And all of it is for depopulation. All of it. All of it. All of it, Everything that you see on, on TV, the, the shows like Younger and stuff, it's for depopulation. 
because when women get power like that and and choose a different lifestyle and they're celebrated for having this different lifestyle other than motherhood and independence and sexual independence well you don't have kids popping out left and right there is no motherhood you know and that becomes a personal decision and not something that every female should have to do and that's the concept model that's changing and it's changing very rapidly and you'll see it and that alone is is going to curb the population issue that we have going on people are not going to stop fucking no goddamn way but they will stop having kids actively i think they'll be more aware of it it all it all it all pushes towards the global changes and the global warming i'm using air quotes global warming that is happening you know that they're really going to push well, along with the global warming, they're going to push a food shortage. And the food shortage is going to be simulated. All right. Now, when I say simulated, I mean, uh, there's not actually going to be an actual food shortage. Like, we could still produce, no problem. But the mainstream media and probably the Democratic National Party are, are going to force the idea, just like they're forcing the idea of COVID and masks down your throat. They're going to force the idea that uh, the global warming has destroyed these certain states and part of our country is unfarmable now because we've overproduced and we've, we've pillaged the land and, and it's, uh, you know, we can't survive. It's not sustainable. And they're going to simulate a food shortage. So there will be food shortage. There will be. There'll just be certain things that you just can't get anymore. People are going to move away from meats. You can already see the concept changing, the with the with the with uh, pushing of veganism, the accepting the acceptance of veganism among our population, and pushing of of green vegetables and healthier living. You'll see it all over Netflix. You'll see it all over Amazon. It's all pushing the same direction. <clears throat> and all the movies and TV shows that are coming out are all pushing in one way. If you just look at them as a collective, it's uh, you see a lot of propaganda, essentially, is what it is. Mind-shaping, mind-forming, and uh, shaping the thoughts of youth. You know? So, yeah, it's propaganda. It always has been propaganda. So that's, uh, that's, that's my spiel on the uh, TV show Younger. Although it does look uh, like uh, it's pretty entertaining. And it looks like there's some good actresses, and there's parts that are pretty funny. I'll walk into the, you know, I'll walk into the room wherever my wife is binge watching, and I'll catch on to, I'll be, I'm able to catch up, uh, catch on to everything, like pretty much immediately. I can pick up on exactly what's happening, who's fucking who, all that stuff, you know, yeah. So it's propaganda and it's uh, mind control essentially, which makes me just a little bit slightly worried for my wife a little bit as she binge watches this and gets programmed. <laughs> she's, you know, she's gonna leave me for uh, two lesbians and a, and a guy with a huge dick who's probably twenty. You know, that's what's gonna happen. But it's pre-programming at its finest, finest work. So, what's been? Uh, what else has been happening with uh, with me here? Let's, um, you know what? Let's just get into it. It's some silly stuff I've been thinking about. So, dear diary. There's been, uh, we've had a, f a couple of really, really good star-watching days. I've had. Uh, and then I've had a string of just cloud coverage and w rain. Not even thunderstorms. If it were th thunderstorms, I'd be happier. Because then I could see the electrical activity and the, and the, the you know, the, the plasma activity in our, in our atmosphere. That's at least something to look at. And it's impressive as hell. 
But uh, no, no, just rain, misty, kind of, you know, all the stuff that's good for green grass, that's what we were getting. <clears throat> Turns out that stuff isn't always the best stuff for star watching and um, constellation watching and stuff. <laughs> Sky watching. The, um... A lot of a lot of change, a lot of cool stuff has been happening up there. Sirius is getting higher and higher. The Orion constellation just kind of drags across the entire southern hemisphere. It's it's a beautiful thing. It, it kind of goes from east to northeast in the sky to north sorry northwest in the sky. It's pretty awesome to watch it get dragged from four in the morning to. You know, it pretty much disappears by 6.30, it's gone. You can see Sirius still. In fact, right now it is uh, 6.50 a.m. Um, September 14th, 2020. And it's, it was a clear morning. It's a few clouds here and there, but I was able to see everything that I wanted to see as far as con- morning constellations go and uh, planetary bodies where they're sitting. This morning is pretty cool because Venus is tucked up right ag- right up against the moon. They're like partners hanging out, hanging hanging out. So, and it was a crescent moon, so it was like a, you know, the Big Mac guy, you know, Mac, the guy who plays the piano, head shaped like a half moon or whatever it is, crescent shaped head. That's what it looked like in the sky hanging next to Venus. It was pretty cool. Both extremely bright, very bright. All the and, and Mars was actually pretty amazing this morning too. Mars is bright red. I've, I've I've been watching Mars since God seven months now, eight months now, yeah, closer to a year probably. And it, it's mostly yellow and, and orangey in the in the in the sky at its highest and in its brightest so far. Um, and I don't know if it's something that just happens in September or whatever it is, but it is red, red, red this morning. And I took a picture. And I couldn't believe how red it was. So it's um, it, it looks like a like an angry emoji if you go to your keyboard. <laughs> the the angry guy who's red. That's what it looks like. So it makes me wonder if Mars is getting angry. And I think he is. I think they all are. And that includes Earth. I think all the planetary bodies are getting angry. When I say angry, I think they're gaining a charge. I think they're charging up, charge, charge, charge. The whole, the whole solar system is charging up. Uh, I think I talked about it last time around, but I can't, re- I can't really remember a time when I was, you know, when I was ever aware that you could see Jupiter and Saturn with with your naked eye, you know, pretty much all night long on a on a, on a clear night. Even on a semi clear night, you can see Jupiter pop its head out and, and uh, right around. 8 p.m. now. Clear as day. Huge star, it looks like, in the sky. It's that. It's Jupiter. It's this giant, gas giant, they call it, which is a, it was a brown dwarf star. It's a star, and it's uh, it's been devolved as a star because as it got closer to the sun, it lost its bit of its charge. It had to uh, discharge, essentially, and probably shrunk a bunch in size and uh, the sun you know basically captured Jupiter in its in its um, in, as part of its heliosphere which is part of its its charged plasma environment so I bring these planets up a lot because um, I've, I've been doing a lot of thinking about the whole uh, Mayan five Sun theory so there's a theory in Mayan belief Mayan culture which the church fucking burned down, you know, 2,000 years ago. 
or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, two thousand. Yeah, roughly, whatever, whatever. The fact is that they wiped them out. The church wiped out that information. Now I don't know if they wiped out the people. I'm not 100 percent sure. I believe that uh, totally. Uh, white people have done a lot of bad things, <laughs> but I don't know. I think they're getting blamed for this one when we don't have all the facts. You know, um, I do believe that they were driven from a lot of their um, homes and stuff because of the presence of the white men that came some 2,000 years ago into the Mayan area of uh, deep Mexico. And um, so anyways, they had a belief in that culture. And, 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 and this is part of the whole sundial thing, the whole Mayan sundial thing that nobody can seem to get right. And, and you know, you know the, <laughs> the experts, and I'm using that term very loosely, they said, oh, you know, according to the sundial, the Mayan sundial, it looks like 2012 is the end of the world. Like, the Mayans, that's not what the Mayans said, first of all. Because we don't know what the Mayans said. We can't read that shit, and neither can the experts. Because they're looking, they're looking at, a, might be looking at the completely wrong dial. Because the Mayans had a five-sun theory. We are currently on our final Sun. I don't know if it's for eternity or for it's a, for a, a li- limited time only. I don't. I don't know what. But if past speaks anything for future, um, you know, things change, right? Because if if we had five different suns in our sky, patrolling our universe, well, well that means we can definitely lose this one too, right? Or we could just lose the Earth altogether. Don't know. We don't know any of this stuff. Because nobody fucking tells us. <laughs> and nobody taught us. So we have to go into the ancient scriptures. We have to go into all the the old texts. And we have to apply what we what we learn about all these ancient stories and things into into the standard concept of belief. And if you do that, it sounds insane. All of it. It sounds like the greatest stories ever told. It, it clearly impossible. And yeah, yeah, it is under the standard model of, of belief, and and what uh, the the current uh, whatever is being taught now in schools and was taught to us. Did you ever think what if they're wrong? Because there's a good chance they're wrong, of all of it. First of all, a lot of that shit in the standard concept of 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 of, of space, the, and NASA likes to call it space time. There's no such thing as that. But they, that's what they want, want you to call it because they don't want you to know the secrets of the universe out there. Knowing that would would put you in a power place, in a, in a, in a place of, of of rebellion against the standard model. They, they, don't, they don't want that. They, they want you controlled. They want you having a certain belief because if you really knew what was going on out there, there's nothing they could say that could hurt you. There's nothing they could say that upset you. You just... You know, they, they lose their control over you and their, their ability to induce fear in you because their model sucks. Sorry. You're not going to scare me with that. In fact, the real story is probably a lot scarier. And maybe that has something to do with all of it, too. I thought I've said that before. I think about that all the time. Like maybe that you're just trying to, you know, give us, hand us this bullshit because the real story is kind of fucking scary. And, and devastating for for the Earth, planetary, and this is the, the, our our little pocket of the solar system. You know, is devastating. But the Mayans, they knew some shit, 
and it kind of coincides with a lot of a lot of the other cultures across the world and all a lot of their ancient beliefs a lot of it's in story hidden in 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 a humanized story but it's all there and it's all very similar now now if you believe in the electric universe and you should the electric universe theory all these things that they talk about and the, the potential of five different suns is extremely extremely possible and i believe it because there are stars and galaxies out there right now that are in polar configuration there are planets out there that are in polar configuration with the star they're out there and nasa can't explain any of that stuff and they don't take pictures and they don't talk about it they're not going to stick it on google for you but stargazers can't be silenced with their telescopes and their night outs and their <laughs> spending all night out there in the clear skies, wherever they can find them, and looking at stuff. And then the standard model falls apart. None of it makes any sense. But the electric universe, now that makes a whole lot more sense than anything that they teach. And under that belief, I can totally believe that we've had five different suns. Um... So I'm I'm putting I'm putting the the parts together, and this is this is kind of kind of what I have so far as far as what I believe were our our suns, our, our previous suns. I think Earth Earth was originally a, a planet called Tiamat, and it was different. It was bigger, um, and it was a little more powerful, and it shared it. it um, it, it didn't share anything. It was just, according to ancient scripture, there was only one, uh, 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 one they call, they, I don't know if it's a star or what it was, but it was one plasmoid ball. And then there was Tiamat, and that, that's all there was. It was just them two. And when I say plasmoid ball, like a star-like formation, right? Star-like. It could, could, could look like our sun. It could look like, you know, a, a, a brown dwarf. It could look like anything. Don't know what it was. That was the original one. Now, these two planets, they they gave birth. That's what the ancient scriptures say. They, they, they gave birth to the first planet, or the first star, which was An, or Anu. And today, we know it as Uranus. So, Uranus, which is An, or Anu, was um, the second star that the earth had at the time earth was tiamat a bigger different place now <clears throat> now we don't see that original sun that original that original star in the, in the text is called the apsu and um that's in that's in the uh enuma elish i think and it's on, actually it's across the board but uh apsu is is the was the original thing out there <laughs> the original star out there and when Uranus was born, um, between Tiamat and Uranus, now you've got a string of planets, uh, you know, or plasmoid balls, and the charge has changed. And so there's a differential going on now that this new planet Uranus was born, and the Apsu, there must have been some kind of cataclysm to where it, it, it must have um, been destroyed completely, which forms our Kuiper belt out there by Uranus and Neptune, past Neptune. 
So when you see it, it, there's a there's a huge fucking belt that goes like bigger than our own asteroid belt outside between Mars and Earth, or sorry between between uh, Mars and Jupiter. Huge, enormous asteroid belt. That's what they're telling us, anyways. And it does make sense if that is what they're telling us because it's out there, huge uh, Kuiper belt, and and um, it was once most likely a huge star of some kind. Not just that, you know, it, it, the the Kuiper belt is filled with uh, <laughs> um, offspring of the original Apsu and Tiamat. So in the Old Testaments and stuff, you hear about the Apsu and Tiamat. They had they had children together, right? These two planets they had children together. So they had plasmoid offspring. So planets bearing planets uh, through plasmoid charge, plas- plasma charge, I should say. And um, and Brooklyn currents forming at Z pinches. That's where those planets are formed. So you've got these two plasmoid balls. And between them, pla- uh, other plasmoid balls could have been formed. Uh, or on the outside of them, plasmoid balls could have been formed. And then eventually they would have found an orbit. Of some kind. Um, but the Apsu and Tiamat, they had children. And in the, in the Old Testaments, in the old scriptures, like to call them the Cyclops and the Giants and the Hundred-Handed Ones. And, and uh, they were all cast out into Tartarus or, or, or into the depths of hell. And I believe when they say that, it, it was that it was pushed out into the Kuiper Belt, essentially. What we know as the Kuiper Belt now is... A collection of of the original star of Tiamat and the 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 the, the, the Cyclops and the then the uh, hundred handed ones whatever the fuck those were I'm guessing enormous huge moons or uh, other other ba- planets that were born of them maybe even sun like planets that were in there when they were disintegrated or discharged their their planetary discharge just you know flew out into space and uh, forms formed our, our Kuiper belt as we know it. Um, so Uranus, so Apsu would have been the, the Earth's technical first sun, right? So the second sun would have been uh, Uranus. And um, um, Uranus give, gives birth to two planets. This is what, I'm not making this up, this is what the ancient scripture says, all, all of them, all of them throughout the different cultures. Uranus is responsible, I'll say, okay, responsible for the, the births of Neptune, Jupiter, and uh, uh, Saturn. Saturn was, was his first son. All right, so his first, first, first birth, uh, Uranus, gave birth to Saturn. When Saturn, and then as, as he started to give birth to, to, um, to, to Jupiter, because they were brothers, Jupiter and Saturn are, are, are brothers, Enlil and Enki. Um, you've got uh, Zeus, who is Jupiter, and um, who's, who's his antithesis? Is, is, um, Kronos, Kronos as Saturn, right? The Titan. That was the war between the gods and the Titans, Zeus versus Saturn. I'll get to that in a second. But when Saturn must have gained a huge charge of some kind after he was born... And ejected Uranus out into space a little bit because uh, Saturn would have been uh, the 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 powerful star that would have captured Earth, and that would have been the third sun, or Tiamat, I should say, which would have been the third sun. 
Now, here's where it gets kind of crazy because Saturn is part of the old Saturn theory where uh, Saturn is uh, accompanied by Mars. Um, Mars and uh, ejects Venus. Now, now there's, there's, in the Saturn theory, it is that Venus was born of Saturn. But in the old uh, Greek mythology, you know, Athena was born from the forehead of Jupiter. And both of those stories are kind of the same as, as a planetary body is ejected out of one or the other. But I believe, personally, uh, from what I've read and what I understand, I think that um, I think that Venus was actually born of Jupiter, just because of the whole mythology of Athena being born from the forehead of Zeus, and um, the, oh, there's other all kinds of references regarding uh, Zeus and um, and Jupiter um, across across the uh, across the cultures. You know, it's really just amazing stuff. But at some point, Jupiter got got too powerful, right? And this is where the story between Enlil and Enki is. You know, they're brothers, but, you know, they're fighting for control of power of mankind. That old ancient story is basically Jupiter and, the, and, and, and Saturn um, having, having a, a planetary disagreement and Saturn losing its charge, essentially, and forming its rings as it's losing its charge, it's ejecting stuff out, ejecting water out from from, from itself, and freezing in its own in its own uh, orbit, tor- Taurus orbit, and that's what forms the the rings. They're just water, ice, frozen in space, floating around Saturn, and as that's happening, um, you know the planet is 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 losing its ability to keep its polar alignment with Mars and Earth. So now you've got, or, or sorry, Tiamat at the time. So now you've got Tiamat in uh, being captured by Jupiter, just like that. That's the fourth star, the fourth star. Um, you've got this. Um, now you've got all those, all these planets I just mentioned. The, the you know, starts with Jupiter, Saturn, uh, Uranus, Neptune, even Pluto. But Pluto was just a, 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 a essentially bo- born of. Born of um, a planet born of Saturn, I believe, according to the scriptures. So it gets captured out in the distance past Neptune, um, just before the Kuiper Belt. So just like that, Saturn is out as the Earth bearer, and Jupiter captures the Earth and goes to war with Mars, because because like when Saturn was our uh, polar sun, just like Uranus was probably, and just like uh, uh, Absu was probably. Um, when I say polar configuration, that means planetary planetary bodies are aligned in polar configuration, meaning north to south. So they're not orbiting one star. They're turning about themselves, but there's a line of them like a string of beads or, or, or pearl necklace. You know, if you're hanging a pearl necklace up um, and you have it unclipped, you know, it's just, just a string of beads essentially. Um, that's how they're configured. So you've got, so you've ha- you've got uh, in in polar configuration something like this. You've got Jupiter on the top. You've got Saturn just below it. Then you've got Venus. Then you've got Mars. Then you've got Tiamat. And then below Tiamat is Uranus. And below Uranus is Neptune. Below Neptune is Pluto. So you've got him in that sort of polar 
north to south configuration and they're just turning about in space above one another so much so that you can see them only at the, uh, only you know earth according to according to to, to the to the ancient art, artwork and stuff you could really only see saturn as as the biggest star below it you could see venus and it was kind of it took on different forms because of the uh, plasma discharge that was happening as it was being born or whatever um uh, who knows? Maybe that was Jupiter. We don't know. We don't know any of these things. All we know is a giant stars in polar, polar configuration. Um, but what I was getting to is that you know the, those those are the five suns I believe that we've that we've had in in our sky as as uh, as as Earth and you know originally Tiamat. So we had Apsu was the first one. We can't see that today because it's destroyed and part of the Kuiper Belt. And then we had Uranus as our number two sun. Number three sun was Saturn. Number four sun was Jupiter. And this is our fifth sun. Right now, this is this is it. This is the orange ball in the sky that comes up in, in, in the day and, and leaves at night. That is our, our fifth and final sun, according to the Mayans. And you know what? I believe it. According to ancient cultures and all the old shit that's out there that's far older than we could ever even imagine... Um, I believe it. Okay, I'm gonna take their word over uh, the fucking government's word, and, and you know their their schooling system. Thank you very much. Yes, I will, or the church for that matter. Although, if you look in the Bible, all the stories are right there. Also, they're all the all the ancient stories are humanized and they're turned into different parts of the Bible, whether it be Genesis or Testament, the Old Testament, New Testament, whatever it is. They're all in there. So that that's kind of the interesting part. Yeah, yeah, I know this stuff is all this stuff is all very uh, it's, it's an out there thing. It's an out there thing. But if you believe in the electric universe, there's so many more possibilities that this is not out of out of uh, out of some crazy context. Right? You can definitely put this into context, given the nature of the of the electric universe. Uh, things like polar configuration or completely possible normal and happen all the time out in space right now you can look out and see it happening all over all over the, the, the millions and trillions and trillions of stars that we can't even count galaxies we can't even count they're out there and you think it's just the standard model that works Mm-mm. doesn't work like that we had five suns god damn it five suns count them <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm trying to tie a lot of this ancient five suns theory and the Mayans theory and South American theory, Popol Vuh, that um, uh, that ancient text from South America, is basically all the same story as the Enuma Elish and all the other. But the one that I'm interested in mostly is is ancient Indian, because the Indian culture, and I'm talking about India. Um, in the Indus Valley in ancient times are some of the oldest cultures uh, ever that mankind has ever known. Civilizations were built there first, essentially. Mesopotamia, all the way through Indus, Indus Valley. As far as our history goes, all that was kind of, you know, the cradle of civilization. And um, people spread out from there, essentially. And the Indian culture has Vedas, Rig Vedas, there's no Bible or nothing, but there are stories, ancient stories like the Mahabharata or the Ramayan um, or the Rig Vedas. And they're all the same stories as all the ones from Enuma Elish or Popol Vuh, which are all different characters. It's a little grander because I think 
the Indian culture is so goddamn ancient that there's just stuff that we just can't explain. And most of the stories that have been humanized so that we can remember them without going insane <laughs> are humanized, like the Mahabharata. You know, there's a good, very good chance that a lot of that took place in space. And when I say space, among planetary bodies, asteroids, uh, cometary impacts, uh, fluxes within our magnetic fields or, 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 or electric fields that, you know, force the Kuiper Belt to shoot fucking asteroids across across space, you know, whatever it was, or, you know, they're all, I believe, that's a lot more believable to me than having, you know, five magical brothers born of gods, you know, that can do anything, essentially, and are ultra-powerful, but they're human. You know, that one, that one, I can't, I can't buy all that. I understand the humanizing of, of these characters so that we can remember them, and we can, you know, have things in common with them. But when you humanize stuff, it's a lot easier to remember. And we've been humanizing shit since the ancient rock art. We've been humanizing stuff, you know. People drawing Birkeland currents in the sky um, where there's polar configurations of the planets. When there's discharge between these planets, they show up as all kinds of different shapes. From giant electric men in the sky to star shapes to lotus shapes to... Uh, you know, uh, 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 peacock shapes, all kinds of weird shapes happen in space with these Birkeland currents when um, when the plasma is discharged and ignited between these planetary bodies. So we don't witness that as much now. Uh, I think eventually we will because, like I said at the beginning, we are gaining charge. All of our planets are gaining charge. Mars is redder than ever and it's getting angry. Venus is brighter than ever. Jupiter, I can see Saturn with my own fucking eyes that aren't good. You know, so stuff is definitely changing. Global warming, nah, nah. The poles are definitely changing. And and so places that were technically unagriculturable will become agriculturable. Places that are currently, that were historically have been very fertile Maybe not so fertile anymore, but the Earth turns on its own axis as the poles shift. There's going to be more land uncovered, um, and old land will bear new fruit, kind of thing. So, you know, the whole concept that, that you know there's going to be a food shortage because the Earth is global warming is garbage. It's just they're not letting you know the whole concept of what, what's happening right now, and that's that's too bad. But as I was saying, with the um, with the whole Indian culture thing um, and the uh, the five sun theory, I I put it I put it together. You know what the five suns may have been in ancient Indian times. Yeah, in India they call it the uh, the Trimurti. That's known as um, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, or Rudra. Rudra Shiva is known by many different names, but. I am um, I am of a thinking that in accordance with the Venus or sorry the the the, 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 the five sun theory, I believe Brahma, uh, as the Indian people would would have known uh, that character to be, was Uranus. But see, Brahma has a lot of correlations across the cultures, ancient cultures, with the character An or Anu, and Uranus is An or Anu. And Brahma has so much in common with all those characters. I, I have a hard to believe that it's not associated. 
So the, this is just, you know, going on theory. Brahma was, was Uranus. That was the original sun for them, for the Indian culture. The, the, next, the next great, great sun that came along that was born of Uranus, Vishnu. Okay, Vishnu in the sky, just like that, you know. Um, and then after Vishnu was um, Indra. Indra was Jupiter. That's what I'm going to say. Because, you know, you've got the, the Saturn sun and then Jupiter came along. I believe, now Shiva gets lost in there. Rudra gets lost in there. But I believe I have an answer for, for that. I don't, I don't believe that Shiva was ever one of our sons uh, or, or Rudra was, a, was an embodiment of one of our past sons. When the planets were in po- polar alignment, Earth could see Mars first. That would be like a little, little pupil of the big eye in the sky. But Mars would it would would be the closest one to Earth, just like it is today. And Mars would work up and down the pole, the, the 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 polar alignment, you know, that pole. And as it's ascending and descending, because it's f- trying to find its orbit, it discharges. You know, it, it discharges between the different uh, uh, strengths of the magnetospheres between Earth and Mars itself, or Mars and Venus, or Mars and Jupiter, or whatever, whatever, whatever's above Mars at the time. And Shiva is known for mass devastation. That's mostly what Shiva is known for. He's known for being in the sky. You know, he's one of the gods. He is one of the Trimurti. And when I say Trimurti, that, you know, that, those are the three major gods of the, the culture, and that's Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. But they must have been planets in our atmosphere that had amazing influence at the time. And I believe Rudra or Shiva was Mars. All you know, he, he's a warrior. He carries the Threshul. Threshul was is is another could have been another uh, the shape of a plasma discharge. It's very common in the laboratory to have that that three pronged Threshul. You know, um, it's a trident. Uh, like in uh, uh, the uh, was it in um, in the Greek mythology, it's called a trident. Another thing that was probably seen in the sky. But I believe Shiva was was uh, was was Mars, um, and that's the Trimurti, I think. But I believe that as far as the five suns go, I think Indra was Jupiter. So there's you know there are Uranus, Saturn, Jupiter, um, and the and a, ancient Indian texts don't don't really talk about Apsu. They're kind of they kind of do, but it, it's buried among so many other historic Vedic stories and things that it's hard to decipher what's what i i wish i knew sanskrit i could really pull this shit apart but yeah that's the interesting thing about all this stuff man it's like you know this it's when you piece stuff together or you try to piece stuff together try to make it fit at least the story's really cool if none of it's true at least the story's really true i mean the story's really cool you know and that's that, that that's the least of it you know but uh, I do believe I'm on to something, though, and I think there is something to this. And fucking Mayans couldn't be wrong. I, I don't believe that they were wrong. I believe we are wrong currently. So quit watching your uh, fucking Amazon propaganda and listening to NASA. Look at the skies and learn for it yourself. Then you won't be scared of global warming or depopulation or the changes in our current climate and socioculture as we know it with these fucking bullshit pandemic scandemic days you know this ain't no scandal this ain't no pandemic and i'll tell you why because if you've ever seen the stand from stephen king that came out in 1994 that 
was a pandemic. Something that killed millions and millions and millions of people. Yeah, fuck, we haven't even got close to a million people dead in this pandemic. We barely have 600,000 dead worldwide from this pandemic. The CDC numbers for the U.S. alone are showing 160,000 deaths attributed to COVID. Secondary to something else. It's always heart disease plus COVID. Uh, Smoking plus COVID. Pneumonia, influenza, uh, staph infection, genital warts, and COVID. It's, It's always fucking something and COVID. Go to the CDC site and see it yourself. Total deaths so far. And all the columns and headings are everything under the sun plus COVID. When you do the math, that's only actually a 6% death rate among that entire 160,000 people. So what? What is that? You know, fucking like 16,000, 20,000 people potentially dead from just the COVID alone. Which, if you believe that there is a virus, that's nothing to be scared of. That's nothing to be worried about and certainly nothing to be cause of all this fucking pandemonia. Absolutely not. It is insanity what we are doing today. As a as a, as a people what we're just we're just rolling over to do and believing. Just do the math yourself, put your own thinking cap on, you'll come to the same conclusion as, as I do. That's all it'll take. All right, let's close this diary book. And remember, if you are a truth seeker, just follow the money trail. I'll talk to me later. Everything is fake. Everything is fake.